Welcome to Spark Creators, a podcast that empowers kids to learn, create, and become. This podcast invites creators and entrepreneurs from all over to share their stories and ideas. We believe every kid is creative. It's just a matter of taking that first step and starting now. We hope this podcast can inspire you to create something that makes a difference in the world. If you want to stay inspired, remember to subscribe. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Or visit us at peachandplumlab.com slash podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Spark Creators. I am your host, Lee Zen. This is the second part of the interview for Emma Shelton and her mom, Sarah Shelton, the founders from Earrings by Emma, a jewelry brand for girls and women based in Oklahoma. For those who haven't listened to the first part, here's a short introduction to Emma's story. It was back in 2017 when Emma first started to make plastic earrings for herself. From there, she has made a large collection of stylish earrings she can wear. But it was until then, she also found out that many family and friends also have sensitive ears. So she started making and selling earrings to them. Then she got a chance to sell at a salon, then at a vendor event, then at different stores. She finally launched her website. So now she's selling to the mass market with non-irritating earrings that is also very affordable. So now let's dive into the second part of the interview. So let's talk a little bit about price. So the price for your earring is, is always around 10 to 15 bucks. Yeah. And what is the average cost for your earrings? And you said that people actually find it very affordable, but has anyone concerned or complain about, oh my gosh, this is too expensive. And yeah, like, I don't want to buy these, but I want to go to you know other places, you know, buy like better ones or things like that. And tell us more about that. So yes, online, everything, I think we only have maybe three or four options that are $20. Everything else is either 10 or $15 online. But at our shows, we offer everything for either five or $10. So we cut $5 off of every pair of earrings in hopes that people will come and try them and buy quite a few. And then, then go back online and buy some more. That's our hope that then they will go online and uh, buy some more that way. But then in the very beginning, when it was just very small. Um, Emma, we let her make a lot more decisions back then. Mm -hmm. And she said she wanted a price point where a kid could buy something themselves. And she said, if we're going to offer them for too much, uh, that's going to limit kids being able to buy. And so most of our earrings are, well, I would say half of them probably at least are for adults. So it's not just for kids, but she wanted kids to be able to buy them. So we run frequent sales and anytime we run a sale, not anytime, but most of the time we have um, our show prices online. So five and $10. So very seldom does someone complain about our prices being too much. However, we probably had like four people, maybe maybe occasionally, but most people, once they try them and realize they're not the same thing you can buy at Walmart, that it's actually not going to irritate your ears. It's totally worth the price for them. Mm -hmm. We try to offer them as low as we can. Yeah. Yeah. And Emma, you said in the beginning you wanted to make it affordable for girls to buy. Did you make the price around $5 too? Oh, uh, I think it was like 7 when we very first started, I right? think in the beginning it was $5 
for studs and maybe seven for dangles. Yeah. Then we changed it up a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and I know probably now because you are making a lot of them, and the price um, you guys are paying to get all the materials have changed. But can you tell me a little bit in the very beginning, like say if you have a small amount um, that you need to get ready and assemble and then sell them, like what what are the average costs? Like say one piece that you have to, yeah, like pay to get it out to the market. So the cost to actually make them, yeah. So to make them anywhere between, well, once we also pay the people to do it. So I would say anywhere between about twenty cents and about three fifty, depending on what it is. Most I would say the average is probably around a dollar per yeah. pair. Yeah, I think it's important also for kids to you know think about because when they know like how much the material costs after they make them, they were like, oh, why do we sell it so high? But you have to think about like. A lot of the labor costs that you put into, right? And especially you guys now are hiring people. You see that clearly that it costs you guys to ask people to assemble it rather than you're making it. And、yourself. we also have to live. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Exactly. Yeah, I'm glad you're thinking this way, Emma. Yeah, that's very entrepreneurial. Yeah. So I know a lot of kids starting businesses always. You know, being too kind and afraid to ask for prices too high or something, but I I was just thinking, you know, wanted to say it's it's okay to、uh, charge more because you have a lot of efforts putting into it. You know, like don't feel guilty. Yeah, right. But you just don't want to charge too much because then people won't buy it, buy your product. Yeah, definitely correct. But we also have overhead. Currently, all of our product is stored in our home. However, in our living room, that yes, we have an extra <laughs> living room, and so it is all earring factory basically. But that costs us, and if we were to do a warehouse of some sort, some at some point, that's going to cost, and then the part-time employee that we pay that costs. So, not every earring are we making what it looks like we're making. Even just for us, one of our biggest、um, hazards right now is even not hazard, but.、Um, Hurdles is finding cheaper cards to even put the earrings on. So the little things like that. Every earring we have at a show is on a card, and that card costs sometimes as much as the earring almost. <laughs>、yeah. Exactly. So a lot of the packaging, you know, like storage and delivering and everything costs. Yeah. So basically, have to count everything in. Yeah. That's great.、Um, you guys are a daughter and mom team. So tell us a little. Bit about like who does what in the business, or even if you have your whole family involved, and do your brothers help you, and how does you know dad involve into this? So my dad is always trying to think up something new. He's always trying to think outside of the box, like um, how can we grow the business? How can we get more people to buy online rather than at shows? How do we um expand the inventory? How do we Fulfill orders quicker. He's always thinking about things like that, and、He's、then the and he master and, of logistics. <laughs> yes. And if mom approves it, making sure it's actually logic. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um. Then dad just starts working on that, and then um. And then mom does um some mostly orders. Um, I used to do most of them, but. Kind of falling back recently. <laughs>、um, Mom does orders, and then she also 
makes the posts. She makes like three posts a day and for social media, for Facebook and Instagram and etc. And then, um, what else do you do? I handle all of the contractors. Just we have a check in, check out system for when I receive the raw materials and then checking them out to contractors and checking them back in, getting pictures for everything. She's also ordering more inventory. And then I pretty much help wherever it is needed, which, and then I'm also the um, saleswoman at the vendor shows. And then here I do orders. And then what else do I do? I do everything here and there pretty much, right? Earrings on cards. Mm-hmm. Yep. Old box yeah. occasionally. What about yeah. Henry? And then Henry, my nine-year-old brother that I was talking about earlier, um, he folds boxes for us, definitely, like the shipping boxes. And He's crazy fast. Yeah, he can <laughs> get 100 done in like five minutes. It's very impressive. Yeah, right, wow. as it'll take me 50, an hour to do 100. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um. That's all he does, pretty much. He right? also helps put earrings on cards right before shows oh, yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Um, doesn't mean he wants to. But <laughs> <laughs> and then Dawson doesn't do anything. Dawson carries things from room to room. <laughs> we'll say, hey, take this over here. Or he can fold the bigger boxes sometimes. He also, I give him little jobs. Like we have a grid wall that we sell our earrings from at shows. And so when I need him to move hooks or he can make things based nicely or often though (laughs) (laughs) got it yeah they're still young yeah and and emma do you consider yourself the creative director for um earrings by emma's because do you put more decision into like say okay we should choose this style that color or i like this better because i think it's it will be more popular among girls and things like that uh, because you guys have so many like varieties, you know, like hundreds, hundreds of. We time. have twenty seven hundred variants currently. Oh my god! Yes. <laughs> so it's like way more than what I see on the website. Yeah. But you're right, ten or twelve of each kind sometimes. So it adds up. So all the different variants, and then we have some that aren't even online that we have. Too. So I definitely wouldn't consider myself that because mom orders things without my approval. <laughs> I would love to consider myself that, but. She doesn't even think about. In the beginning, she was very much involved with the ordering mm-hmm. process. Yeah. However, yeah. it's grown, and I do a lot of that specific task after the kids go to bed. Yeah, and also because because also it is being like not targeting just for girls. You know, it's like for women and adults and everybody. So since this business mature, and you know, like there should be like a faster way of running this, right? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. In fact, we hired, not hired, but we um, tasked grandma recently with going online and ordering some new styles for us just to help think outside the box, something that we wouldn't How maybe order. How many did we have her do? We had her pick 30. It took her about 15 minutes, I think. She's quite the shopper, so she was great at that job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and That's sell. awesome, yeah. Maybe she will actually set another group like that's right. grandma generation group that that's you know, right. for the woman to come and shop with you guys. That's yeah. right. I also saw from your website that you guys are so active when it comes to participating in events, you know, like um, going to different uh, I guess like local events and just show up and let people pick 
earrings or your product right on the spot and you sell right, you know, face to face. Um, is that the main selling channel? And can you tell us a little more about like the online versus offline and which one is more effective and how do you find them different? So yes, we do vendor events about once a month. And then once the state fair for us hits please don't, in September, we have multiple events between every month between September and December. There's so many Christmas shopping opportunities. So we do lots more then. But uh, in the beginning, it was all vendor shows. But our goal is to put as much as possible online because when we can do it from home, there's not the setup and teardown process. So currently, about 60% of our sales come from vendor events and about 40% online. And that has grown significantly this past year. And we hope to continue just grow that even more. We also have a few market stores where we sell um, locally here in Oklahoma City. But online is definitely where we would like to have the most of it. However, we may spend some of next year doing some traveling. We've only done a couple little um, travel events in Texas, but we're considering traveling a little bit farther because that would help us reach more of the United States. We actually have sold to every single state this past um I don't know, maybe a month or two ago, we hit our 50th state. We've been tracking them. Congratulations. Um, yeah, that's it's exciting. Great, and yeah, I, think countries, like 13? I think 13 other countries too, but that would help us if we were to travel to Florida or to somewhere else, then those people would eventually come back and buy online, I think. So yeah. that's in the future, maybe. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, great to hear. So do you guys, um, do you have like a record number where how many you have sold at a specific event like it's the max that you you are you know at so far. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to do some math real quick. Let me ask Emma the next question. I'll do some math on that. Okay, okay, <laughs> great. And Emma, so when it comes to creating a business or um, creating jewelries or building this brand um, that you and your mom made, do you find any challenges or difficulties? along the way and if they are can you share some with us um well there's always some sort of difficulty here and there um i think we're actually going pretty smoothly right now actually wouldn't you agree i would agree our i would say our biggest difficulty is creating processes to streamline everything because this was never the intention to grow a large what we would consider a large business for us um it's a small business in order to grow it and to be able to keep up with all the sales, we have to have processes. And so yeah. we have spent the last year and a half when my husband decided to work for the business um, streamlining. failed at his old job. No, huh. he didn't fail at it. Streamlining everything. And that's his, um, his strong suit for sure. Yeah. So Emma mentioned earlier saying that both of your parents, like both you and your husband, work uh, at the business. The business is earrings by emma it's not like your own business no we did real estate on the side um, and then um, a couple years ago full-time and th while it was doing okay it was not doing near as great as our earring business so last summer my husband decided okay i'm gonna spend a month or two pouring into the business doing some of the things that i just couldn't building some of the equipment and things to travel to shows and he said if it continues to work i'll stay on until until i need to do something else but it's grown so much that he full-time works with us too wow it's exciting awesome and to answer your question i think if i calculate just rough calculations probably 1500 to 2000 earrings 
in a weekend show, like a two or three day show is probably wow. our, um, maybe even our average at some of the bigger shows. Yep. It's a lot of earrings. It's amazing. <laughs> it, it is, is amazing. amazing. Oh my gosh. It yeah. blows us and away. We're grateful. Yeah. That. That's a lot of earrings that you have sold in the, on the weekend or something. Yeah, that's amazing. So no wonder you say that the vendors and events and things like that will make people, I guess, be aware of your brand. And then in the future, they will come back, you know, if they want more on the line, they can buy anytime, like 24 hours, like, you know, anytime in the day. That's right. And they will take them home and try them. A lot of them are skeptical because... In fact, most people have sensitive ears. We come across very few people that can just wear anything. And so they'll say, yeah, it says hypoallergenic, but nothing's really worked for me that said that before. And so we'll tell them, go ahead and try it. You know, we'll even say, try it, buy a pair. And if you walk around at the event and they don't work for you, come back and we'll refund you. They never come back and get a refund. Um, And so most of them go home and realize they love them and then buy more online. Or they'll buy them as gifts at... um, events people will buy birthday or Christmas gifts and send them out. And so we love that because then more people find out about us that um, wouldn't have come to the event. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully that you guys can expand out, you know, more out of states and just go to all the different states in the country and maybe do some uh, like a summer um, trip around the country to do different events and stuff. Yeah. Because we homeschool, we could actually do that during the year. And so that's in our... We're considering that strongly. Um, we have the flexibility and the time currently to do that. We're just trying to figure out what that looks like. My husband is swirling around ideas all the time, and his current um, thought process is what if we hire sales teams that would travel for us? Um, so we don't know what that looks like. That may just be us for now. We don't know. Yeah, that's that's definitely amazing. And when I think about it, you know, um, Emma is like a big presence for the brand. You know, I think homeschooling definitely make it makes it very easy for you guys to travel. And uh, the the thing is about like the vendor events is that it has to have the event first, right? And then you be a vendor um, for that event, and then that's where people gather, and that will bring you a lot of like, um, yeah, people coming over to your show, yeah, and. For the all the state like based events that you guys have been, do you guys find it actually is it easier for you guys to attend as vendor because this is a brand or something related to kid entrepreneur? I don't think I understood your question. Oh, I was I was just thinking like when you guys first like say applied to be a vendor at specific events, for example, state fair or other type of events. And do you guys find it, is it easier to, to join those um, events because this is a brand by entrepreneur kids? Yeah. Yes, very much. In fact, I don't think we've ever been turned down to a show. I don't think so. There are a lot of vendors that get turned down because they're usually part of an MLM. A lot of um, events don't allow that. Or if they do, they only allow one of each. So maybe only one person that sells that exact same thing. Um, But for us, people love something new and creative and they almost always are very excited about having a kid do a business. That's very uncommon. We have run across a few, but for the most part, it's very uncommon. Nothing as big as this, that's for sure. Yeah. They're very excited to support it. And they're like little selling, like maybe a couple Jolly Rancher suckers or what else? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes maybe kids will bake things or make little handcrafted things. Yeah. Just easy little 
thing. She's also done a couple of events here locally. This wonderful lady who has a sewing club, um, she puts on events specifically for kids. And so I think there may maybe 50 vendors or so, and they were all kids, uh, which is really neat for Not her to be a part of. Not but still are all yeah. have the potential. Yeah. Yeah. And Emma, you must be very excited, right? Whenever you go to those events, you can be the brand image for your earring that you can change up, you know, your earrings and show in front of everybody. And yeah, normally, sometimes, sometimes I'm just not in a good mood and I don't like the show. <laughs> but most of the time, yeah. They're very, very long days. By the time you set up and tear down, it is a long, hard day. And talking to customers, even though... We like to talk to customers. It's exhausting it by the really end of the day. Is. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Think about, you know, even if each person bought two, like you still have to talk to like more than a thousand people. Yes, it's a lot. <laughs> One of our favorite events we do locally, they have 50,000 people come and you just are on repeat all day. <laughs> it's very interesting that... Um, Emma is homeschooling because you are the first homeschooling kid I interviewed. So I wanted to know a little bit more about your process. Yeah, like how is this different um, from going to school? Like, do you think you have more time because um, homeschooling, you save time traveling, you know, like, um, and do you have more time to do the business also to spend with family and making jewelries and overall? It honestly just kind of flows through at the same time. We just do... Um, me and my brothers do our homeschool while mom normally does earrings. And then if if one of us needs help, we ask the other to just pull somebody over for a second. And then it can work both ways. So we and were so some days when we really need to catch up, we just uh, skip homeschool for the day and we just work all day. Yeah. We were discussing this just yesterday that... Um, the kids were all kind of complaining that they feel like they have to work all the time um, and that we as parents have to work all the time. And so I was giving them a little bit of perspective and also even comparing to public school. I, my kids have never been public schooled, so they don't really have the understanding. I was public schooled for a year in no, like no, no. pre-K, you went, right? Well, that, that doesn't count. <laughs> uh, but they don't really have the understanding of, like you said, with traffic, even just commuting is extra time. I mean, we can get up and be in our pajamas <laughs> and school if we want. Um, so in the mornings, we normally school for a few hours. And this year, we've tried to really transition to where we block our time, block schedule our time. So I have to fight wanting to get work done in the morning so that I can help the kids. Um, yeah. And then in the afternoons, they can either help with us or play. But yes, they definitely get more time to play, I think, than most kids would. Um, but then we're very flexible in our schedule in that if we have an event on Friday, we're, we can't school. However, I feel like our kids are getting a great education by working that day. They're having to work on their math skills, their social skills, and um, they're having plenty of hard work. But we kind of school all year round. So we take off when we want or when we need to, and then we keep going. Yeah, that's great to hear. And as I wanted to say something about this um, the entrepreneurial kind of curriculum that you guys are putting in real life too like this is something that you designed that they can learn from real life where it's more valuable you know people always talk about project-based learning 
Um, but you guys are actually doing this as real projects for your life. So yeah, everything is involved in daily life, and I think this is definitely great lessons for them to take at a young age and everything. Hardworking, right? Yeah. <laughs> that was never our intention in the beginning uh, for this to be a homeschool thing. But we, looking back, already think it's the best opportunity for them to learn because they have learned so much that you can't learn just from a textbook. Definitely, yeah. So to wrap up, Sarah, I think last two questions for you as a parent. And、um, do you have any、um, plan for Emma? And also, do you have any vision for the business and for the future? And also, as a parent, I guess if you were to give suggestions to other parents who also wanted to raise creative and entrepreneurial kids, because you guys didn't intend to, but now you are. Um, what would be your suggestion and advices for them? Yeah. So for the first question about what's our plan,、um, we do hope to just continue to scale up the business. We believe God has brought us this, and so we're just running with it as long as we can. And so、yeah. actually, if we run in, in there, the pokes will, the hooks will get us. <laughs> I don't know if you、There's、heard that,、plan. but our our earring room, as we call it, has our grid wall everywhere, and there are hooks. Everywhere that are dangerous, if you run past them, they will attack your arm. And so she said, "Actually, we can't run in there." <laughs> You're right. <my> plan. <laughs> right.、Um, so yes, no running in the earring room. But we are going to run with the business, just、mm-hmm. not in the earring room. Yeah.、Um, and so keep it at our house. The for now. <laughs> so our plan for Emma and the other kids is just give them as much, like you said, real world experience as possible. And so we don't shy away from. Teaching our kids work, we think it's important,、um, and so we continue to hope to put them in the middle of all of it as much as we can without overworking them, obviously.、Um, but so, our biggest、uh, plan for this new year is to have a better inventory system so that we can continue to scale up. It、um, it takes up a lot of room, and so we are figuring that out. And then also just to grow with our trade shows, like I mentioned, possibly traveling or hiring sales teams. We're not sure. And then also to continue to grow our digital marketing, just figuring out how to get our、uh, website to show up when people search for sensitive ears or whatever. So we have been working a little bit on that, but we need to focus a little more time.、Um, On that too to continue improving, and so thanks for this opportunity. That's a great opportunity for us to grow too. And then, as far as suggestions for parents who want to raise creative and entrepreneurial kids, I would say don't shy away from letting your kids try things, even if it's like sometimes Emma will want to draw something and sell sell it out at the street.、Um, To just encourage them to be entrepreneurial, even in the little things. If it's buying buying candy bars and selling them at the pool, if that's allowed, or in your class, or whatever, that that's a learning experience in so many areas. And that for us as homeschoolers, one of the biggest reasons we homeschoolers, a lot of reasons, but one of them is that we want to integrate everything. So you don't just learn math in a bubble or science in a bubble. And so this has allowed so much of integrating everything. So. When you sell something, you're learning entrepreneurial skills. You're learning social skills, math skills.、Um, you know, just ev- everything is all lumped together. And so, give your kids that opportunity, and don't shy away from hard work for your kids.、Uh, we give our kids plenty of opportunity to play, but we also think they need to know how to work. And I would say,、um, my generation—I'm one side of it, but those below me a little bit. 
have been kind of protected from work, I think, um, which isn't healthy. And so we don't want to protect our kids from work. We want them to see that it is good and there's much benefit from it. And you serve your entire community when you work. And so when Emma's um, working at a business, she's blessing other people who have sensitive ears. Even if that seems small and silly, it, ultimately you're serving people. Um, and so encourage them encourage them to yeah. do that. Um, and then also I would say if you can, help fund them because it, it – costs money to make money. And so in the beginning, I didn't, I mean, I understand it's okay if you do want to have your kids put up their own money on something. If they're buying lemonade, it's not expensive. But once you start and you have to buy thousands of plastic posts, you know, it gets expensive. Um, but had we not done that for her, it, it wouldn't have been able to grow. So don't be afraid to shell out a little bit of time and effort um, to help grow them and then walk alongside them and do it. And um, they, my kids see us work hard and um, long hours. And so there's much for them to learn from it. We, you, not every, not everybody gets to stay home and work, um, but we have the privilege of our kids seeing us work. And so it's not just, we're gone all day and we work hard, but they don't see it. So that's been a neat experience to, to do some of it from home so they can see what it's like. Yes. That's awesome to hear. Yeah. You know, just from your guys' story, knowing that you solved, um, the irritating ear, like the problem by changing a little bit for the uh, earrings, you know, like making it the plastic post rather than metal. And it, it just solves people's problem and it created need and it actually is helping people, you know. So from from this example, like I hope many kids are out there or with their parents knowing that they don't have to create like something from scratch or they don't have to do anything like amazingly like original like to invent something from scratch but it is actually to improve your current situation or product a little bit by offering a better product so people will actually see the value from it yeah and at the same time as parents I guess I see um, you Sarah and your husband not only you guys are contributing so much like as a homeschooling parents like trying to educate and teach your kids through everything um, daily life hardworking like everything involved and combined into this but also you guys actually are fully involved into this business showed your dedication and also contribution to grow this business you know seriously yet yeah, together with Emma while she was growing you know like she's growing into like her uh, adulthood yeah so which is amazing to see yeah and thank you guys so much for your time and really appreciate that you spent the time yeah, with me and uh, the recording and everything will be released next year. And I will definitely keep you guys posted. Yeah. And Christmas is coming. I really hope you guys have a wonderful Christmas and happy new year and hope you sell a lot of earrings this year. <laughs> yes. Thank you. We appreciate. Thank yeah, you definitely. for the opportunity. Yeah. All right. Have a great day. See you guys. I have to mention how amazed I was when I find out that both Emma's parents are working on the business full time. They must be doing so well and also have this tremendous heart toward the success of Emma and her brother, of course, um, to devote so much time and effort into their family and into this family business. When I interviewed Emma and Sarah, it was right before Christmas. And they're so kind to send me three pairs of earrings just to for me to try on. 
First, I really wanted to thank Emma and Sarah's kindness for sending me those earrings. It's almost like a little gift for the holiday seasons and I really appreciate that. And I also have to say that from a customer's perspective, their earring is for sure light as feather, just like Emma says. And it's also very safe to wear as someone who also have very sensitive ears. Alright, I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. And thanks so much for turning into Spark Creators. Again, I am your host, Lee Zen. Have a wonderful week. I will see you guys next time. Thanks for listening to the Spark Creators Podcast at peachandplumlab.com.